Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode. We have a very special guest this week. Once again, we're so lucky with all these interviews. Today, though, we're sitting down with Vanessa Charette, who is not only an amazing mom to an 18-month-old little guy, but she's also been working with Wrestle Parenting for over a year now. We're, like I said, super lucky to have her come and chat with us. Before we jump in, though, we do want to talk really quickly about what a sleep consultant is. You know that Elisa and I are baby and child sleep consultants, parent coaches, childhood educators. We've been working with families for years and years, but when we're talking about sleep and what it is and how we help our families, that's kind of a different ball game. And one thing that we wanted to kind of break down before we get into this episode is what a sleep consultant does, how we help families, what we're doing. So what it means, and you're going to hear this a lot kind of throughout the conversation. So we're going to talk about independent sleepers or sleep coaching or sleep training. Um, and that is the process there. And Elisa's going to kind of go through our process of what we do when we work with our families. But when we're teaching independent sleep, the idea is we walk into the bedroom, we turn on the sound machine, we close the curtains, we sing a little song as we walk them to their crib, we have a little snuggle, we put them into their bed, we leave the room, and they fall asleep. That's teaching independent sleep. So that's sleep coaching, sleep training, that's teaching them how to fall asleep. It, it doesn't always start as easily as yes. that, but that is our goal, <laughs> right? We have to expect that as we are changing things on our child, they are going to have some things to say towards that. They are going to have some upset for us. They are going to have some kickback for us. Some children don't really have that much kickback, right? It just depends on their temperament and how really invested they were in how things used to be, right? So that is our absolute goal. And that is what we can achieve when we are working with our families how they get there, it can be a little bit of a difficult process for some families, because like I said, you are changing things and nobody really likes change, right? It's, it's a tough thing because you're used to how things were. So there is that fear of the unknown for parents and for families. Um, And then there is that, well, I don't want it this way right from the child so it's just something that we work through so when we are working with our families what we normally do is we usually parents want to talk to us first right so we set up a 15 minute 20 minute call to go over your current challenges what you are going through at this moment and then how we can help Mm -hmm. and then from there you decide if we are the right fit for you right so you do want to make sure that when you are looking for a sleep consultant that you are finding someone who fits well with your parenting style and with, you know, the things that you, your goals that you would Mm -hmm. like to achieve. Absolutely. So when you decide that you want to work with us, we send you an intake, we figure out which program is going to be best for you because we do have 
a few different programs. We've got our basic sleep, which is two weeks. And then we've got our sleep and parenting. So those are longer support programs. And that is when we are working with you through everything sleep and parenting related. So sleep, of course, tantrums, meltdowns, setting limits with your little one, age appropriate limits, right? Um, the limits that we're setting with a 10 month old are going to be very different than the limits that we're setting with three and four year olds, right? Fears, anxieties, picky eating, what to feed your child and when, all sorts of things that we're working with you. So then once you fill out our intake, we then set up a consultation with you. We give you your plan and that is where we go through your ins and outs during that consultation and we tailor the plan so that it's going to suit you and your family and step then by step day one yeah. day two day three exactly for you. and then when you begin that's when your support period starts and we mm -hmm. use an app called voxer so that is it gives you the ability to text us when you have questions but also you can send voice messages which has been a game changer for us because and for our families, because what could take, you know, 30 minutes for you to write in an email, you're able we'll to just talk it, it out in two minutes, yes. right? So it does alleviate a lot of time for our families. Um, and, you know, if you choose to use email, you can, but we have Voxer as that, our go-to. Well we have the online logs as well that we follow our families uh, for those that two weeks of, of sleep as well. So we're in there, we're seeing what's happening, we're checking in, and then we have that Voxer for that support. And um, I think what Elisa said is super important is, is our sleep goal is that two to three weeks, depending on your child, depending on their age, but or we're working on sleep for typically two to three weeks. So, you know, Vanessa has been working with us for quite some time now. It's not like we've been sleep training this whole time. That is not, <laughs> <laughs> we did, we worked on sleep in the very beginning. Um, you do have us though, because we, um, you know, as we transition from three to two naps and two to one nap and one to no naps. And then as we transition through all of these um, starting childcare and that stuff, that sleep stuff does come up here and there for sure. So we we're there for that, but it's, it's all the extra little things too. It's essentially, I had one of my moms um, describe it as kind of having Google in their back pocket. So instead of having to go to Google and asking everybody else, they could just uh, send me that quick little Voxer and then I was able to get them that information that they needed to based on their little one. So even if you work with us for three months, six months, 12 months, our sleep is still that two to three weeks. We're not working on sleep for years and years. Great. So now that we got that out of the way, welcome, <laughs> Vanessa. The same page. Yes. <laughs> thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, Vanessa. We really appreciate you being here. Oh, my pleasure. So when we are not sleeping or, you know, experiencing some sleep challenges or just, you know, second guessing everything as a parent in those beginning days or maybe as our child grows, we all have our own story about what that sleep deprivation can do for us. Um, we all have our own journey there. Can you tell us as a parent where you were before you reached out to us and you know, what, what kind of was going through your mind and where you were? Sure. Um, so probably the, the overarching theme of how uh, myself and my partner were feeling um, before reaching out to Restful Parenting was conflicted. 
I think that was probably the biggest feeling that we had. And I say conflicted because we had all of these presumptions going into parenting about what would be best for our child and what our child would need from us and what they would be happy with and the struggles that they would go through. And then when we came home with this little one, like I'm talking day one newborn, um, our newborn wouldn't even sleep out of arms just right from the beginning. And so we didn't have any knowledge of infant sleep, newborn sleep, child sleep, anything. So what, what did we have? We had the internet, we had family members, mm -hmm. uh, we had our own kind of self narratives going on and we had doctors and nurses. So we just had all of these pieces of information from all of these different people all very well-meaning, ourselves included, and they were all saying different things. From, yes. From children should never sleep in your arms to children should never be put down if they don't want to be put down to everything in between to that our child would never sleep on their own mm -hmm. if they're sleeping in our arms. So hugely conflicted. And it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it so, so tired. We were so, so tired, like dangerously tired. I just remember a few, few days after bringing our, our little one home, bringing Leo home, um, that when we went to our three, three day aftercare checkup and the nurse found out like that we weren't even sleeping because our child wouldn't sleep out of arms and we were terrified that they would get hurt that that was actually in itself a dangerous situation mm -hmm. we and and i find out after the fact it's very common like we we fell asleep like holding mm -hmm. him so so just like conflicted and so tired and with yeah. all of the sources of information the wealth of information on the internet and we have large families we felt alone because it was so confusing all the information we were getting and i don't know i, I mean i'm speaking for general in general but the as as a as a partner in a relationship we figure our kind of roles out and then we bring home a new baby and we don't agree or we don't have the same thoughts or we don't believe the same things. And then it's like, now I'm feeling one way, you're feeling another way. How, how are we going to come to this middle stance? Yeah, that, I feel like that that could be tough in general on any relationship. So it like is. I can speak personally to mine and Theo's relationship. It's that I am somebody who's very decisive and I find an answer and I want to go with it. But with something, if there was something about bringing this little child home that made me so paralyzed because I'm a decisive person that decides and then finds out if it works and then changes my mind. And I just didn't feel like I had the power to do that in this situation. Whereas Theo's personality is very like, oh, I'll follow your lead. I support what you decide and like, let's work together on that. But I was not making decisions. So we were paralyzed and I was feeling frustrated that I wasn't getting answers. Yeah, I've, I've had families reach out and want to work with me because, you know, there have been <laughs> conflicts of interest between both of the parents and I'm an outside expert that yes. the partner would listen to. 
right? And so they've worked with us for that reason. You know, it's, yeah, like so many different things and so many different little nuances that you don't even necessarily know before you bring home a baby, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I was frustrated with Theo for not leading the way. And like, so yeah. it caused conflict, even when there wasn't like outside conflict. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah. And, and I can, I've been given permission to speak uh, to the fact that uh, another family, another part of my family also um, is, uh, was involved with um, long-term uh, yes. parenting coaching with you guys. So, so uh, thank you on behalf of them as well. So it was uh, my brother and my sister-in-law um, and their little one was actually only four months older than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and their, their relationship is also that there was this tension between their relationship, like from, from the father, like, why is this so difficult? It's straightforward. And from the mother, like I'm doing everything wrong and I'm just not cutting it. Oh, yeah. That internal dialogue, like, I, I, I feel so bad and I mean we've all lived through it that that's being just being so tired like more tired than you've ever been in your life and in our prenatal classes I kind of talk about I'm like okay you've done you've gone on a bender you've gone on a bender you've you've been up for a long weekend you've studied whatever it is but pre-kids you're up all night you're up all night two nights in a row three nights in a row you get a couple of hours sleep but then your body's like, and done. We now need to recuperate for the week. But as a new parent, you're not getting that recuperation. You're, it's day after day after day after day after night after night. And that lack of sleep, uh, mental health-wise, um, just intellectually, like I think I drop, my IQ drops significantly when I am tired. I just can't even form sentences, let alone... Oh. We've podcasted when I'm tired and I can tell you. Lisa makes up words. Not a good plan. But yeah, like just even, you know, wanting to be on the same page when you're so exhausted and overwhelmed and trying to find out what to do next when Mm -hmm. you're exhausted and overwhelmed feels like this giant step that nobody has the time for right? It's like, where do you find time for this? It's adding one extra thing onto your, your back, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Like, I just, I remember taking out a big whiteboard. Once we stopped having to use that for my postnatal care, I started using that whiteboard for like, I was the man with the plan. I had like, <laughs> I, I had like, okay, so this is the sleep expectation at three months. This is the sleep expectation at six months. Guess how old Leo was when I was doing that? Like a week and a half old. <laughs> it was extreme, but it was just, I, I needed to feel like I had structure and I needed mm-hmm. to feel like we were going somewhere and there was an end in sight to um this little one who who couldn't even be put down to sleep yeah so, yeah oh gosh <laughs> and, and then, there's no time for that right I'm doing that like half asleep and it's <laughs> getting me nowhere but more anxious well and trying to figure it out trying to make that plan when you're just so tired yourself like and this is something that I talk about often with our families too is 
even when I'm in the thick of it, like when I'm in the thick of it, I reach out to Elisa, like, okay, <laughs> I'm in the middle of this. I have a 15 year old yelling at me for this. Like, what am I doing here? And she's like, she doesn't want solutions. She just wants you to listen. I'm like, okay, no solutions, no solutions. But when you're in the thick of it, it doesn't matter how many years you've been a parent when you're in the thick of it, it's really hard sometimes to see that outside. So being a brand new parent, being exhausted and then saying, and it's on your shoulders. Okay, now figure it out. What's going on? How come they're not sleeping? That's on you. I'm just going to follow anything you say, but why is it not working? And you're like, I, I've never done an infant before. I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's hard. So you did mention, um, Vanessa, you have a great family support. You come from a big family. Theo's family's around. You guys have a lot of support, but um, and one of our biggest things that I think the, the biggest thing that we offer our families is that support, is that consistent, we know your family, we're able to answer those questions, but how did that support, so even for you having, you know, a big family support, how did that support from myself, restful parenting, how is that different, how did that help your family differently than um, just having everybody else around? Mm, so in my experience, having lots of support meant having lots of words of wisdom <laughs> given so our nice that you say words of wisdom as, as opposed to various opinions <laughs> yes yeah words of wisdom um yes. <laughs> and so it left it left me very i'm gonna say it again very conflicted and it added to the self-doubt because i was getting uh that those anecdotes from the Theo has three brothers and sisters. I have three brothers and sisters. We're getting these anecdotes from say eight children who, you know, all had their own stories about how they slept. And then this ninth child in the family and he's not acting like any of his aunts and uncles. So mm -hmm. where do we go from there? But a bunch of guesses from all of the, this extended family who wants to help. And what do we do? We can't go with 10 separate plans at the same time. It just, it, it was paralyzing. So, so the support that I feel like my family got um, from having this long-term uh, sleep and parenting support was that it, it immediately, and I mean within the week, gave us confidence about that we knew Leo and that we knew what plan would be best for Leo. Uh, and I'm talking right now for that initial helping him to fall asleep mm -hmm. on his own, which we started around when he was four months old. Um, and so when we had that confidence, then it, it was like, it was overnight that the conversations with our extended families changed. The conversation changed to, oh, he's doing so well. Oh, he's on the right track. Oh, look at how different he is from now compared to before and no like he wasn't sleeping perfectly overnight but you we could see that like we were connecting with him about what mm -hmm. he needed and so the conversation wasn't from my extended family like oh you should be doing this oh he needs this or he should be doing this it was all of a sudden oh he is he was doing so great um, he is on his way to doing so well. So it's, it's like, was from negative to positive. Amazing. From, from so talking about the problem to talking about the, the positives. Yeah. So, they saw, they saw your change in, in how confident you were afterwards. Right. And oh, that yeah. change in confidence. <laughs> and then that kind of 
created them to also change how they were approaching the situation as well. Mm-hmm. And in my family is just like me, I find we like to be involved by giving our opinions and giving our consent. <laughs> like that is us. So there was still a lot of, oh, that's your plan. Oh, that won't work. Or that that's a bad idea because this, but the, the biggest change with the support from you guys was that I had the confidence of saying, this is the plan. This is what we're trying. And if it doesn't work, we have steps that we can adjust. So I was mm-hmm. 120% confident, even though there was still the unknown that whether long-term this would work or whether long-term I would need to keep adjusting. I just ha- had the confidence that I would get there eventually. That is amazing. Yeah. It really is. Having that plan, and I think that's one of our biggest things as new parents is we second guess everything. We've, we haven't been through this before. And even if you have, like I still, when Oscar was little, was like, uh, should I, mm-mm, is this what I'm <laughs> supposed to be doing? Right? Like you're always kind of second guessing yourself as a parent, but especially when you're having all of the input from everybody else, it just, like you said, it brings up that anxiety because you're like, should I be doing this? What am I supposed to be doing? And then we change a lot of things with our little one. So now nothing's going to kind of work because it's too much too soon. And we're not giving them that chance to adapt and things just kind of spiral further and further down. And then we just keep second guessing and second guessing and that dialogue, that internal dialogue of like, why can't I figure this out? Everybody else seems to have their stuff together and right. So-and-so's baby is sleeping and look at how great they're doing. And, and, and I am a confident person. Uh, and I just felt like once I had your support, I gained my confidence back and I felt like myself again. I, was I still a hunt? Was I still sleep deprived? For sure. Was Leo still waking up? It was on average every 90 minutes to eat something that we worked on yep. later on, uh, pretty soon later on. Yes. But I, I just felt like myself again. And so that, that's like this kind of the relationship and the kind of psychological kind of change that I found that I got from your support. But I, I want to speak like, briefly to the actual like uh, what's the word like the changes in our lifestyle that came from having your support I feel like it's not no I don't feel like this actually happened within (laughs) within two weeks of uh getting your support we were able to travel we we traveled down south that's right Leo this pre-covid remember (laughs) when we could travel (laughs) (laughs) traveling people people did (laughs) yeah and so uh so we we took a five hour drive you did that by yourself one time didn't you too I'm the first time by myself with Leo he was four months old I think shy of a week four months old uh fresh freshly started sleep training um but after after a, a fairly brief discussion with you you already knew Leo very well you already knew me very well um we just decided it was something that, that I could definitely go for. And it actually ended up turning out really well. And I can tell you that that week that I went to visit my extended family, um, my family members actually participated in putting Leo to sleep. Amazing. And like, so my extended family immediately got to be more involved with like the, every aspect of Leo's like care. So I felt like my extended family got to connect to it wasn't something that separated 
me from my family because I was looking for non-family support. Mm -hmm. So that was so cool. And we got to plan our days and plan our nights. We actually started feeling like it wasn't chaos all the time. That's a big piece. I think that's that big piece. A lot of our families that we talk to that four to six month range, it's like, I'm feeding them sleep. They're sleeping. I'm feeding them, putting them to sleep. I'm feeding them. I'm putting them to sleep. And that whole day is just eating, sleeping, eating, sleeping, eating, sleeping. Cause it's the just everything's mumbled jumbled up and yeah the way that because we taught sleep at that four month mark the feeding was on track the sleep was on track so you had those bubbles of hey we can go out and play or hey we can go out for a walk it does it didn't feel I'm not 100% but I'm I'm assuming it didn't feel as taxing with the that's all you felt like you were doing was sleeping and feeding them and sleep and getting them to sleep and feeding them and getting them to sleep um, and that's nice when you travel to be able to like he's going for a nap and then, okay, we're up again. Let's get out and for a little bit. And then he goes for a nap again. And absolutely. Like I remember, cause we started sleep training um, at the end of November and mid to end of December, uh, we actually got to go out to a Christmas party and I got to stay for 90 minutes. <laughs> and do you remember when we had Christmas parties? Yes, yeah. I do. And, and I got to stay out for 90 minutes and then, come home for 40 minutes to feed and then go back out mm-hmm. like I actually got to participate in a Christmas party which a hundred a hundred percent would not have been something I could have participated in that that year Absolutely. that's awesome and I I need to share um, my sister-in-law's input about about the fact that she was looking through her phone like last week and she said you know what I can tell exactly when I started getting help with sleep coaching my daughter because there's no pictures in my phone of my daughter asleep in weird places. Just amazing. All of a sudden sudden that week. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So she was laughing about that. She doesn't even need to check the timeline because she. (laughs) No, no more pictures of little one falling asleep in the in the height chair or on the play mat and well yeah. that's awesome that's a great t- I, I think that's the best testament ever um no longer having pictures of having our little one falling asleep in random places proof so if we have families that are listening and that might be a little bit hesitant to reach out um or you know looking for that guarantee and and just the hesitancy there do you have any words of encouragement for them? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there might be like a lot of hesitancy about whether it's a process that works for your family. That's that's was the hesitancy for me and the hesitancy for my sister-in-law. Um, but I think a big piece that I would kind of mention for a word of wisdom is that like, check in with um, Pam and Elisa and get that 15 minute consult because you're going to, you're going to get a feeling uh, of how that conversation makes you feel. And it's, it's going to make you feel like you're going to want to go to the next step. So you're going to, you're going to lose some hesitancy by just taking that first step. It doesn't cost anything to get more information about it doesn't get cost anything to get a gauge on what your family's needs are and what your family's um, personal struggles are. Mm -hmm. And then 
another big thing I think is like in the wording of the sleep aspect of the parenting and sleep package is that it's called sleep coaching. Like, and so to me that that means that you're, you're being taught and encouraged to be a coach to your little one. You're not being taught to force your little one to do something. And I just remember Pam and Elisa telling me very early on, sleep is your baby's job. Sleep is your child's job. It's not your job to put them to sleep, to sleep for them. It's your job to help them to learn to sleep on their own. So to me, in my experience, it was a very um, non-stressful process after we had a plan. And I can just, I I think that I can speak from experience that my little one is very opinionated. And (laughs) he is. He is very adaptable, but he is very spirited and opinionated. (laughs) So he tells me when he's not happy. (laughs) So yeah, so it's, it's sleep coaching. And yes. um, If you have doubts about whether the the process is going to be successful, I just think that's, in my experience, again, like the small successes led to bigger successes for us. Like we had small successes in having him go to sleep on his own. And that led to bigger successes of him sleeping through the night. Because if he could fall asleep on his own and he woke up a little later, which he always did, he could put himself back to sleep. Yes. And pretty happily, pretty quickly, actually. So that small success of getting to sleep on his own became a big success within months of sleeping through the night on his own. And That's so true. Yeah, and became a big success of feeding being more successful and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how you feel when you're cranky. <laughs> oh very pleasant to be around when I'm cranky not very pleasant and I, I don't do a great job of learning and I don't do a great job of eating um so that small success of going to sleep on his own I just saw a change in Leo's personality and like Leo's true temperament started coming out and his true personality started coming out also he was aging as well so we yes. started seeing that and so I don't know I just feel like it's an opportunity to, to connect with your little one if uh, if you feel like sleep and parenting is on track. And I would mm-hmm. really encourage you to think about uh, the long-term package versus the basic sleep package. Because I don't know how many times I've asked a question about, uh, you know, tantrums during a challenging transition period for Leo. Um, I've already spoken to Pam about toilet teaching, uh, even though Leo's not there yet, just the preamble to that. Um, Solid foods and like I said, traveling. Um, So yes, sleep is, is one part of like my child's whole day and my whole day. But we all know if our child's not sleeping, how much it affects everything else. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so I would say that sleeping and um, tummy time, physical activity time, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, eating, starting solids, they're just as connected with sleep and affecting sleep as sleep 
is affecting those things. Absolutely. So, so I, I, before you make your decision, I would definitely, I would definitely say, think about going with the longer term package. It really, it worked for me and it worked for my sister-in-law. So, so maybe try to think about that before you decide. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's that little extra, right? Like, Hey, I don't know what's going on, but like he refuses to get into the high chair. He's refusing to get outside in the morning. He's, you know, refuses to come in from outside. And, and that's where Elisa and I are able to get in with those strategies and like, okay, we're going to play with this and we're going to do this and you're going to work on this. And um, yeah, I think that that long-term, like I said, Elisa and I pride ourselves in that long-term support. And we really do appreciate, um, you know, your, your candid words and how it has been helpful for you and, um, how much you've appreciated it. We appreciate you for, for trusting us. Cause that's a big piece, right? You have to trust the person that, um, you're going to be talking with for the next year or so potentially helping you, uh, with your family. But, um, we really appreciate, uh, those really kind words. And one of the things that we say about that guarantee for success, cause it is one of the questions that we get often, right. Is like, can you guarantee success? Can you get, what happens if it's, if we're not at that point, uh, Elisa and I are always going to um, if you're doing the work, we're going to stick with you. Um, some babies do have a harder time. Some babies have a very easy time. It really just depends on their temperaments, but our guarantee for success is we kind of equate it to like Weight Watchers. If you go in, weigh in, and then you go and have six cheeseburgers, it's not really Weight Watchers challenge, right? So, um, our guarantee or, success is- Or just is, changing your lifestyle with, with exercising or yeah. something, right? You are not going to see the results if you are not- exercising doing, on yeah. a weekly basis, right? You are not going to see those health benefits from it. And that is not um, the person who gave you those exercises <laughs> responsibility. That is your responsibility as the person doing all those exercises, right? Yeah. So we are only a part of the equation here. However, when our families are consistent, they are following oh. our guidelines and our support and our advice. And they're and using us to ask questions and they're, they're inputting their information in their logs. And yeah, like, when our families are communicating with us, Elisa and I, that's one thing like we are, you work with us, we are dedicated to you. We are committed and we are going to work as hard as we can to get you to that goal. We are I'm very do- stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so needed sometimes <laughs> um but it is it's a big process it's a big piece of um trying to figure out whether or not to move forward or not and um yeah we do appreciate uh all that you've said uh, Vanessa because it does it, it makes such a big difference hearing from others like they hear from us all the time Lisa and I oh I mean we think we're great but <laughs> it's great to hear from other people who have worked with us to say you know this is something that is a is a valuable resource and um oh, yeah touch base I with us that. you just mentioned like uh family like families need to be consistent that's so hard yeah change is hard and habits take time and i you know I, i'm still going through different changes like I went back to work recently mm-hmm. and it was hard for Theo and I to stay consistent for Leo through that huge huge change and so I was able to connect with you kind mm-hmm. of in a crisis where Theo's uh, Leo's having a difficult time adjusting and just that longer term support of helping us stay consistent was was there 
Mm -hmm. Just a reminder of things that we know, but it's so hard to internalize them when so much chaos is going on. Absolutely. I think that's a really good way to put it as well, because yes, you know to be consistent, but in that fog, sometimes in that chaos moment, you can't really see any other way, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just that extra person on the outside looking in who's an expert in this field and has a lot of experience just being able to tell you and pinpoint right away, okay, this, this, like, these are things that you can tweak to help your situation. Mm -hmm. These are the strategies that you can put into place. Let's play games with this. Let's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's really great for us to connect with our families. Um, I, I haven't been able to watch these guys grow as much. I would have liked to see them more in person. (laughs) Like I, I know. I can't believe. Um, thankfully, Vanessa does live uh, fairly close. Every once in a while, they'll walk past, and I'm like, I can see you guys. Hello. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we haven't been able to see um, Mr. Man. I haven't even I, like I haven't been around him since he's been walking. Even so, it uh, it was nice to connect today, though, Vanessa. And again, we really appreciate you um, joining yeah. us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.